Hello and welcome to Worship Conversations, a podcast by Awakened Generation. We are a worship missions organisation based in Singapore with a passion to equip and empower the church in all things worship. We begin our podcast this year with our first series, The Power of Worship, where we dive deep through teaching and stories about worship and how it affects us as believers. On today's episode, we answer the question, what if God is sending His worshippers out so that people can encounter His presence through our beholding? Senior leader Ellaris shares with us a powerful story that has given us a glimpse of the evangelistic nature of worship. Let's get to it. Something we've been talking about as a ministry is that worship is evangelistic, right? And it's it's such a strange idea because I always thought worship was for believers, right? So how has the Lord um, revealed this to you? Very great question. And I feel like this is something that the Lord wants to bring His church into a new understanding of, right? Because I, I feel we have predominantly seen worship as an activity only for believers within the four walls of the church, or we've even relegated it to something that's just, you know, a time of sing-song, <laughs> rather than really understanding the power of worship and why it should be the central part of our lives and it overflows into everything that we do. Um, and so there is one significant story um, that that the Lord actually took Calvin and I through, uh, which was actually during our time in Israel, where we were actually hosting a worship night in this church in Jerusalem. And the amazing thing about that night was that just so happened to be a light festival that was happening on that night that we were leading worship. And because this is a very old church, I think it was built in like the 1700s or something, but you know, no aircon. So the windows and the doors were all open. And so actually without us even realizing it, the music of worship was actually streaming out on the streets. And what was interesting was that there were thousands of people just like walking around the area because everyone was looking at the lights, you know. And so um, music was streaming out onto the streets and there were like just people just coming in because they actually maybe thought that we were part of the light festival and they were like, hey, what's going on here? So there was this couple that actually walked in and um, because the Holy Spirit actually told Calvin to stand at the back of the church and be a host, so that's what he did. And, um, and so they were actually eating an apple pie outside and um, they were so drawn by the music that they actually walked in and then that's when they met Calvin and, and they were like, oh, what's happening here? And we said, oh, Calvin said, um, we're all followers of Yeshua here and this is how we worship. You know, we, we sing, we dance, we have a great time in his presence. And they were so intrigued by what was happening that they decided to like stay the entire service. And so then Calvin called me at the end um, of the service and he was like, hey, come meet my, my new Jewish friends. I'm like, yo, you've got Jewish friends now. Awesome. Calvin makes friends very quickly. And so we, um, you know, we got to know this beautiful couple. Um, I was really drawn to, um, her name is Kelly. And um, she was just so moved in the spirit because she was like, you know, I've been to, you know, different religious things, but this is the first time when I walked into this church today, something inside me 
came alive. What is this? And she was just so hungry. And so I shared with her about Yeshua. I shared, you know, that, yeah, we get to worship this way because of the abundant life and eternal life that we have in Yeshua because of his sacrifice, what he's done for us. And I shared as much as I could about the gospel. And uh, by the end of the night, she was, she was so moved. And she said, you know what? Um, I have so much peace in my heart uh, just from encountering tonight, but I've got to go see the Light Festival. And so I said, hey, by the way, if, if you feel peace in your heart, Yeshua is the Prince of Peace. And I can actually pray for you to have this peace forever because you can have a relationship with Yeshua. Yeah, and so, so she was like, wow, okay, yeah, pray for me, pray for me. I, I, want, I want this peace, you know. And um, so we prayed and she received the Lord that night. But the amazing part of this story was actually what happened one year later. So when um, the following year came around, the Lord spoke to Calvin and I said, you, you have to go back to Israel. And we were a bit puzzled because most people go once in their lives. But okay, we, we felt the Lord said that we had an assignment here. And uh, when we made the decision to go, I remember three weeks before the second trip, I suddenly got this Facebook message. And this Facebook message, it was a voice recording. And so I still remember where I was at Mingfa Fishbowl Noodles. And I listened to this voice recording and I almost fell off my chair uh, because when I listened to it, this is what... She said, she said, hi, Alaris, I, uh, I don't know if you remember me, but I remember you. One year ago, you came to Jerusalem and I heard your worship. And she said, all I remember from that day was that I wanted to run to the front and to sing and dance with you. And I didn't even know you. And she said, um, I remember that night you prayed the sinner's prayer with me, but it was actually six months later that I encountered the Holy Spirit. I was like, wow, you know about the Holy Spirit. And um, so she said, um, I just want to reach out to say thank you because you were a big part of my story as a, as, as a, as a Jewish person to come into this relationship with Yeshua. So she said, keep on doing the good work. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I was so moved. I almost fell off my chair. I was, and, I, and I just texted her back straight away. I said, Kelly, we're coming back to Israel in three weeks. You have to share with me everything, you know? And so she, um, we, we met on that the second time in, in Israel and, you know, she shared with us just how her life transformed and how it was really in the context of worship that moved her heart to give her life to Yeshua. Mm. Yeah, and so that night we asked her to pray um, at the worship service in Hebrew, and she did. But before she prayed, she said, hey, can I just share with you one thing? And when she shared this, I felt the Holy Spirit say, pay attention. You know, and so when she shared, she, this is what she said. She said, um, before I pray, I, I just have a question. She was like, why, why do we as believers keep this worship like within the four walls of this place? Why aren't we out there so more people like me can come to know Yeshua? And she asked that in a very, very genuine way. And I felt the Holy Spirit say, that's a revelation. Why do we contain worship within the four walls of the church? What if God is sending his worshipers out um, so that people don't encounter us, but encounter his presence through us? And it is in his presence that, um, that what is spiritually dead comes spiritually alive. And so I felt like that was exactly what happened to Kelly. She, um, you know, didn't know the Lord, had been searching her whole life. She felt spiritually dead. 
And in an atmosphere of worship, I didn't even have to convince her of anything. She just encounters God herself because remember what I talked about in the last episode, Psalm 22, 3, that God inhabits the praises of his people. When we praise, his presence comes and people actually literally meet God face to face. You know, and so this story um, really is so significant for us because what it shows us is that worship is actually evangelistic. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, yeah, growing up, it's always been worship is for believers. And hearing that story, I never get tired of hearing that story um, because it's just so powerful that actually... In the, in the presence of God um, and in, in, the, in the singing and the music, actually the presence of God reaches the places of our hearts that maybe have been um, hidden away or have been hindered by our intellect or knowledge or all these questions that we have. Um, but music and singing or just the, like the, the powerful presence of God that we encounter through singing corporately, um, yeah, silences those mm-hmm. questions. Yeah. Um, but what would it realistically look like for worship to be outside of the four walls of the church? That's a great question for Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm, I'm kind of like half serious when, when I say this because when I say outside the four walls, it could be anywhere. You know, it could be, you know... Um, worshipping God on the streets. It could be um, in your office, you know, where... And by the way, you know, worship is not just contained to music in itself, right? I think um, it's the heart behind worship, you know? Um, And so if we have a heart that welcomes the presence of God wherever we are and there's that awareness and that affection towards the Holy Spirit wherever we are, that's an opportunity for someone who doesn't know Him to encounter His presence, um, yeah, and so I think there are many ways in which we could bring worship outside the four walls of the church. Um, uh, recently, the Awakened Generation team had this beautiful opportunity to lead worship in a company. Um, so I, yeah, I, mean, I won't mention which specific company, but we, um, we actually got to lead a night of worship and prayer for this company that uh, really believes um, in, in consecrating their, their business to the Lord. And, and it was significant for us because it was outside the four walls of the church. Wherever believers can go, every crack, every crevice, these are the places that, that we can bring worship and people can encounter Him. Um, and so what's important is that we have the wisdom of the Holy Spirit mm. where, um, because not uh, everyone is called to different um, spaces, right? Yeah. There's, um, that's why it's, that's the beauty of the body of Christ. We're all positioned in different nations, different cities, different neighborhoods, mm. um, different workplaces, you know? And so we have to ask the Lord um, what that looks like for me personally, what, it, what does that look like for my church personally? Um, and I, I believe God will reveal to you where, where you can bring worship outside the four walls. Wow. Yeah, why don't, just to end off, um, Eloise, would you pray for our listeners? Sure. Um, And I I think for me personally, I think it's um, so special that we have this access to God's presence everywhere we go, right? And I'm just thinking like, how many percent of my day am I aware of the presence of God? Mm. And how many 
percent of the day am I actually worshipping him? Maybe not in the singing and the in the prayer, but in everything I do, is it po- positioned in a place of worship to God? Mm. So I would love prayer. And yeah. I think our listeners would love prayer for that. Awesome. We'd love to pray. Uh, before I pray, there's a, there's a verse from Psalm 40 verse 3. It says this, He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in Him. So as you pray, as you release a new song from heaven out of your mouth, as you release hymns of praise, guess what? People are going to find out about who Yeshua is and and put their trust in Him. So I'm just going to pray this over us. Uh, Father, we we thank you um, that each of us, Lord, Father, that we have access to you. We have access to the Holy Spirit, Father, because you live in us and we get to commune with you 24-7, Lord. And so, Father, um, I just pray that for each of us that we would cultivate a heart of worship 24-7, Lord, that every hour, every minute of every day, Lord, that we would be aware of what an incredible privilege and gift it is to have your presence with us no matter whether we are on the mountain or the valley, the best seasons of our lives or the worst seasons of our lives, Father, you promise us your presence and we have your presence with us. And so, Father, I pray that you give us revelation, Lord, of of what it means to host you and to welcome you wherever we are, Lord. Father, not just at church on Sundays, but Father, Mondays to Saturdays, Father, send us out, Lord. Father, help us, Lord, to be aware of your presence when we step foot into malls, when we step foot into our workplaces, Lord. Father, as we step foot into restaurants. Father, I just pray that you would, Lord, um, reveal yourself in those moments uh, to us. And Father, that we would be sensitive, Father, to... Uh, the broken that's around us, Father, to those who are hurting, and Father, to those who are hungry. And Father, we pray that you would put a, would you put courage, Lord, and just boldness in us, Lord, Father, to bless others, Father, with your presence, God. And would you, would you do that, Lord, Father? And I pray that you know there's there there are those who are listening to this, Father, who are musicians as well. And Father, I pray that you would put an, a new song, Lord, um, in them. That Father, that even as they release it. Um, in, in, in um, spaces, Lord, Father, whether it would be on the streets or, Father, whether it would be um, just wherever you send them, Lord, Father, that um, as they release these songs, Lord, that your presence would come and that many would come to know you and put their trust in you. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Amen. We hope you've been blessed by today's episode. For more discipleship content on worship, check out our social media or our website www.awakengeneration.sg Till our next episode, bye! See you soon!